Now, get ready to talk hockey. Streaming from the Oilers Live Studio. Subscribe or follow today. Hey, hey, hey. It's Michael. We're back for the uh, third and final segment of Oilers Live on the drive home today. So it's 6 o'clock now in uh, Edmonton. So most of you should be... uh, Arriving home on those snowy streets, you got time to run from the car to your PC, MacBook, whatever it is you're on. Get on YouTube.ca slash heavy hockey, heavy hockey, and uh, and there you go. He'll be able to uh, join in the chat. Uh, Dash, we're going to talk some goaltending now. Of course, uh, those of Do you just tuning in now, yeah, we have to. Oilers lose um, seven to four uh, last game. Uh, Jack Campbell and net. Where are we um, goals against uh, compared to the league right now? Got to be pretty darn close to the worst, if not the worst. Uh, Hurricanes. Hurricanes. Hurricanes are there with us. They've been awful. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we've got, uh, let's see, uh, only only team worse goals against is the Hurricanes. They've had better offense uh, through seven games. Um, although at our uh, at our going rate, uh, we could be even with them on uh, goals against if uh, after the seventh game. We'll see. We will see. Um, goaltending's just not been good enough this year. Uh, Skinner, I thought. Look, I thought Skinner looked shaky right from preseason on, which was unexpected. You know, um, now I thought Campbell. Uh, I, I actually, I look. It's going to sound maybe weird, and maybe or maybe not. Maybe to some of you, it doesn't sound weird. I actually think Campbell's been all right, other than really bad defensive zone breakdowns. He's made some, uh, you know, pretty damn nice saves. And kept the Oilers in a lot of games until until it doesn't matter anymore. I mean, your thoughts? Out of Skinner or Campbell, who do you play next game? Or, I, we know Skinner's going to be in that, I think. But uh, who would you play? Who gives you the best opportunity to win right now? I don't know. Whoever can stand behind a defense that can execute. <laughs> And, and well, how much honestly, of this they, is on the our goalies? Right from the beginning of last year, dude, our goalies are exactly what our team is. When I don't remember the last time a goalie stole a game for us. Yeah, years. Like I honestly mean that, dude. I remember Talbot Koskin and Dylan went off in Buffalo three years ago that we talked about. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, I like, remember that. Uh, honestly, like it. And and it's going the way of the dodo bird again because you know you look at the stats that were out there on Twitter today we're eleventh in the league in giving up high danger scoring chances which means we're in the top thirty three percentile the best third of the league meaning we are pretty good at not giving up high danger scoring chances minus our power play yesterday which yeah, yeah. we seem to give up breakaways and off uh, odd man scoring rushes <laughs> like they were free can. Halloween, but um, we haven't been. And so, uh, you know, when we're 11th in the league in in doing a good job of suppressing them, but we're dead last in the league in high danger save percentage, that says something. Now, 
in order for a high danger chance to happen, the team in front of you has to allow that to be created. So that, you know, is that all in the goalie? Of course not. Of course not. And I understand that. But get us a save. It's, they have a 606 save percentage on high danger scoring chances this year. And there isn't another goaltending tandem in the entire league that's below 700. Yeah. So even the second worst goaltending tandem in the entire league, and it's probably Carolina, is in the at least save seven to 800 save percentage when it comes to high danger scoring chances. We're 606. So, yeah, it's a team game. And yeah, the team in front of them is giving them opponents these chances. But our goaltending sure isn't bailing us out. With that said, you mentioned Campbell. You mentioned he hasn't been terrible. He hasn't been terrible. But he hasn't been great either. No, he's not, he, not lights out for sure. He doesn't oiler like Jack Michaels alluded to yesterday in the second period. Kid stood on his head. But what was the final result? Like it reeked of Koskinen back in the day. Great. He made five five alarm saves or five bell saves. But, you know, if you're not, if you're giving up a touchdown, does that matter? But here's the, you know, I I think about one particular instance last night on the power play. Kaprizov has those two one-timers from the side. And and Mm -hmm. really it's Kaprizov that missed. It wasn't Campbell that, you know, aided Mm -hmm. that. Um, I mean, we've had, we've had uh, Leon Dreisaitl in that same spot take shots Mm-hmm. you know, for <laughs> ever since Leon Dreisaitl was on power mm-hmm. play. And never do I see the goalie so far out of the way that he's got to jump back like that. Very rarely. That's right. So I did wonder last night, I thought about that. I'm like, and they should have been scored on five seconds later when the post got hit. Anyways, yeah, yeah, right? absolutely. Like, but so how jumping is, back and forth across the crease. And, how is Campbell <laughs> so far out that he's got to jump that far? You and I both interviewed Joaquin Gage last year, and what did he tell us? Yeah, he said there's... The best saves he ever made in his career hit him right in the middle of the chest because that meant he was in position. That's if right. he had to make a Ole glove save that was headed for the top corner and he had to dive across the crease, that meant he made a mistake in the first place to be in that position. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's to me, that's a bit of a challenge, right? Well, not even a bit mm-hmm. of a challenge. It's a big challenge. And I, you know what? Thanks mm-hmm. for those stats on the high-danger chances. I didn't realize that. Um, I do think Campbell's looked better this year than he looked last year so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think he needs more help on defense for sure. That one, you know, that we keep talking about where, um, geez, I don't know who scored it in front of the net turns around and, and roofs it. That's tough. Like he's one-on-one, you know, it was a hell of a play, right? And there's, uh, there's nobody there to, to help out. Campbell at all so I, you know I'm not going to blame him on that one I'm not going to blame him on the off speed you know weird play that happens but I would like to see him uh, he doesn't need to be better but it just speaks to this whole team which all everyone needs to be better right but I do you're you're 100% right like this team needs clip that a goalie <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you've already marked the time down. This team needs a goalie that will will steal a game once in a while, right? And we've not. Yep. Yeah, we haven't had that. I, yeah, yeah, you know. And that's a concern I have. I really think the personality 
right? Like Soup's second nickname is flat is Ned. It, it's because he's Oakley, Oakley, Ned Flanders. Yeah. Right. He's that personality. And I've, and, and given that I've heard reporters say that Skinner's the nicest guy they've ever talked to in their life. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. You need an even cool, you need an even keel guy. You need to be a cool cucumber. All those things in goaltending are really important. But I think like we have those guys, but we don't have the guys with the, the blinky thing that erases your memory the next night. Like we've got emotionally fragile goaltending tandem that generally plays along with how the team is playing. It goes with the ebbs and flows of the team in front of them. When the team in front of them is playing bang on, you're going to get solid goaltending. When the team in front of them is accidentally having self-inflicted gunshot wounds, the goalie has a few as well. Yeah. I really think that that's, that's a concern for me that we don't have that Patrick Waugh that can mentally separate, go into a zone and just steal game after game. Positionally, these guys need to be better too. Like I, I keep thinking about that. Like this Kaprizov at the side. Like he's so far. The execution's not yeah. there. Yeah, he's so far out. Like you know, to dive back. Like what's gone wrong that you got to dive back that far? I know it's a good pass. It's a good play. Um, but there's no. It, yeah, you're right. Like Gager, uh, he said it on the show. He's like, you know, if you're having to make those highlight reel saves, then you're out of position. And there were a couple highlight reel saves by Campbell last night. Um, now, uh, yeah, Glenn says, I thought Campbell was going to steal one yesterday, but he couldn't overcome all the defensive errors. I, yeah, I like mm-hmm. I said, I think Campbell's played reasonably well. I just think he's got to be better. I don't, they both do. But then the whole team needs to be better. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, but uh, Angel was talking about Aiden Hill. Right. I mean, here's a guy that comes he, in out of nowhere, right? Uh how he broke the mold and made GMs think in a different way. And you know, my my response back to Angel there is it's not Aiden Hill, it's the fact that the Vegas Knights won a cup with five goaltenders in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, it's different personnel in Vegas. We gotta remember that, <laughs> right? Like way different personnel. Right. I like Jeff there. <laughs> I'd rather have a nutcase with a 1.25 goals. Per- <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's right, though, right? Like, that's you know. hilarious. Well, maybe he's making a, a alluding to my Patrick Waugh comment being the nut bar, but uh, yeah, fair enough, right? I mean, Dominic Kasich wasn't a normal guy, but he could hit the zone. And I don't know, something to be said about that position, man. You know, there's a uh, big. Big, big mystery, and people say it's voodoo for a reason. Yeah, I mean the Oilers. Obviously, they've got to um, they've got to play better all around. So it's it at this point, right? It's just like uh, Davo said earlier about you know um, talking about mm-hmm. Bouchard, right? Like we're six games into the season. You know, we've seen some nice saves by both goaltenders, and we've six seen- games into his zone defense career. Yeah, in his yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, and we, but, and, you know, to that effect, I mean, these guys, uh, you know, the goalies haven't played that much so far. Uh, Campbell's made some great saves. He's also made some crap saves or, or I guess you can't make a crap save. It means he didn't make the save. <laughs> so, you know, yep. I mean, let's see, you know, he's had, he's put on some 
pretty bad, you know, uh, spots there. And, and I don't know. I mean, this, uh, like another seven goal, another six goal game, another eight goal game, right? Uh, the only uh, positive is that um, in the Vancouver game, they were both awful, <laughs> right? Like, you know, that's like, at least they're consistent, right? Um, yeah. Thoughts on Glenn's comment here. Did you think uh, Campbell was going to steal one yesterday? For sure. It, it did feel like that, you know. It shocked me a little when Michael said that was Campbell's best period as an oiler. You know, not this season, as an oiler. Yeah. So, made me think. Went, hmm. Yeah, probably was, actually. And then a tie game fell apart. Right? It, it did kind of almost, you know, it was a bit like the playoffs. Has anybody Honestly, on the Oilers we, actually... In 90 seconds, we fell apart. Has anybody on the Oilers team this year seemed right? to you though i mean even Connor mcdavid like despite the points he's putting up and leon dreisaitl despite the points he's putting up like just don't just doesn't feel right like the power play is not clicking the way it normally has you know like these guys like something just feels off like Connor mcdavid uh, how many times has tried to zoom in through the defense and last year we'd see him get through at least 50 percent of the time and he's just not just not getting there, right? But he's still Connor McDavid, so at 50%, he's better than 90% of the players, right? Um, like any talk, you were talking about, you know, the Canucks playing against the flu, games one and games two. Like, is there is there something going on, you know, from a, just a health standpoint in the room that you've heard? I mean, something doesn't I'm answer you yeah. with a hot take. Yeah. Yeah. Like a real flaming white hot. Take. Uh, that's what I want to hear right there. You got a drum roll. Mm. I don't know, buddy. I don't know if I believe in this. I really don't. But the fact that it's entering my mind space and the fact that I have mindshare put to this topic in my own head allows me to believe that maybe there's a smidgen of truth to it. But if you want, you can also just mute me and hang up <laughs> this honestly feels like they've given up on the coach this smells like they're they want change this is this is this reeks of a team that doesn't want to play for sheldon keith anymore that's what this reeks like and i'm sorry i don't know if i believe it Hit the mute button if you want, but I'm not, I, I hope to Christ is not going on, but honestly, I, I get a bit of a vibe that the Oilers have already given up on this coach. All right. Yeah. I, I mean, look, it's, it is, it's a, it's a take. It's a hot take. Uh, it's one I, you know, it explains things like, I, yeah, it's just, it, it, it touches, it touches all the boxes. Everybody's off. You just said it. Why? I don't know. I don't know. We don't know what's going on in the dressing room. We don't know the conversations. We don't. Yeah. There's a lot of things. No way to know. So all we can do is speculate. And this is nothing but that. No inside information. Gut feel. Gut feel. This team looks like a team that either doesn't agree with the system they're playing or they've given up. I'm sorry. 
All right. All right. Uh, let's hear your comments in the uh, in the chat, youtube.ca slash heavyhockey. Uh, do you think the Oilers have given up on the coach? Now, obviously, uh, Dash suggests this is is a possibility not he's not going with it but know. it is a possibility right i mean there's I don't know. there is uh you know uh quad even said right like 97 not leading the the league in rush chances that's off right the um you know the just the way they're they're going after the system that's off right the uh you know you said it last night in our in our group chat and you were being sarcastic and you know is is all of these things you can you can check off our coaching things you know systems right like bench miners mm-hmm. uh a lot of these different areas are are coaching challenges now mm-hmm. i don't think you me or anyone rational <laughs> really wants the Oilers to move on from Woodcroft at this point. Right. Like we've seen enough coaches in Edmonton. We want this to be the guy. In fact, Woodcroft's a likable guy. Right. Lotsy, This team needs to shrink more than anything. Burden of expectation and hearing about how their cups favorite cup favorites has gotten to their heads. Maybe that's what it is. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Total. Total possibility on that theory. I can't disagree with that possibility at all. Yeah. So if you're um, if you're listening and and uh, you want to join in the chat again, YouTube.ca/slash/HeavyHockey. Make sure you hit subscribe while you're here. Uh, lots of different thoughts. I mean, there is. So I think though, when we, you know, and it's not a rocket science uh, <laughs> experiment here, but something's off with the Oilers this year, and, and there's well, there's a lot of things off. Obviously, the um, mm-hmm. but put your finger on what it is, right? Is is the question, and how do we do that? I mean, we you know one one suggestion is it's the coach. One suggestion is it's it's goaltending. Another would say it's you know defense. Some people would say it's uh, utilization, right, on the, in the forward group, right? Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever, uh, like, been this concerned in the last two, three years? Are you concerned? I mean, we, we talk about it. There's no time to panic, but are you concerned? It's a different concern. Two years ago was an absolute roller coaster. We'd never been on a season of streaks like that. There is... 10 to 15 game chunks that were either miraculously awesome or miraculously horrible. In those peaks and valleys, I saw silver lining. And I'll take this all the way back to what we said when we started the show and opened this was that I'm having a hard time seeing. I'm not panicked about the record. I don't care about one, four, and one. Not even a little bit. Yeah. Zero do I give two Fs about zero, four, and one or one, four, and one. It's about the way they're executing one, four, and one that has me concerned. And that is a different concern than what I've had in the past. So have I ever been this concerned? I don't know. I don't know, but it, I'm, I'm certainly feeling a unique type of concern. All of this, and this is a team that we were like jazzed about because they all got there early for a captain skate, right? Mm-hmm. They all seem to be Left on No board. stone uncovered. Right yeah. to the top. Jackson hires an analytics team. Yeah. Jackson gets 
right? Like we we get rid of the potential distraction of Bob Nicholson. We've no stone uncovered. Captain Skate, you know, scouting and Connor Brown and like everything we were going to do was going to be the right thing. That's what makes this a little bit more hard to swallow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it, you're 100% right. Again, clip that. Mark the time down. I said it. <laughs> Twice? Yeah. Twice in a day. Twice in one day. Twice in one day, Dash has got it. Dead on. I'm going to highlight this comment. I don't know if it's worth talking about, and, and maybe it is and maybe it isn't. Michael Summerfield's been in a few times here. I don't maybe. Maybe Adam Ernie's got some pictures on this guy, but um, he's been after it. So let's address it. Uh, we haven't said the name yet, and it's out there. Uh, he's made some glaring mistakes. There are some points and times in the limited ice time he's had that he doesn't look like he fits in. We got Sam Gagne got two assists in the bake last night. Uh, lavoie has been good. Borgo's been fine. Can I ask you this question? When are we at the point where we see? a potential call up. Well, we're there, right? If not for the fact that, uh, you know, like, yeah, it's going to happen in the next week. Bring in Sam for the uh, heritage. Oh, that would be something else. Wouldn't it? That would be great. It would be great. I'd rather see him there than Adam Ernie. Yeah. Here's, here's my thought on the whole Ernie thing, because this comes up all the time. He's a fourth liner, right? Like, let's worry about Ernie. Yeah, when the, look at Vegas' fourth line. Yeah, but let's worry about Ernie when the top three lines are producing. Right? Uh, well yeah. said. Yeah, 100%. Like, yeah. you know, that because yeah. that's not it. Like, that's not the that's not the guy. You know, like, that's... He doesn't he doesn't yeah. tip the scales in our favor right now. I mean, he, if, even if we put uh, Lavoie in or, or Burgo or, or Gagne, they're not going to tip the scales. Yeah. So, you know... Like, uh, yeah, I look, Michael, I it's like Dursa yeah. said earlier, placing Yanmark on accountability is really yeah. low on the it list is of, on the list. Low. And, and so is this. Yeah, so I agree. Is this. Well, now, having said right, that, I just want to do it. He's right. He's 100 percent right. I, I think it was the wrong move. I, I think um, I think there there were guys that were more capable. I, I think everybody was surprised when we heard Ernie was the guy. Right. Well, I, I mean. Did you think, do you think Ernie was going to be the guy? I didn't think oh. he'd be 12 forward. I thought, well, I thought Sutter was going to be the guy, but he decided to retire. Yeah, so. Sutter retired. But yeah, at least Lavoie played his way onto the lineup, right? Like he, okay. he had a hell of a preseason, you know? And, and, and the strange thing is, I don't know how much of this is, you know, Woody's decision, how much is, you know, Holland's decision whatever, but Holland talks about guys playing their way into certain situations. Lavoie mm-hmm. played his way onto the lineup and didn't make it. Right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, there we go. Uh, yeah, Mike, like, Summerfeld's back at it. He's fourth liner, but it's about getting marginally better. I, I don't disagree. It's just, we need to get like substantially better. Sure, it's something to address. <laughs> yeah, 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 it, yeah, it's one of the things yeah, to address, it but it's low on the list. And I, of and I don't think they're going to make a significant difference. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't disagree, but you know, and I'm, you know, if you're throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks for change, then I don't mind that being a small strand of spaghetti. But there's a whole bunch of other pasta we got to look at first. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, we got five minutes left. I want to uh, thank the uh, people that have been in the YouTube chat tonight. Uh, been great. 
lots of uh lots of different stuff on there obviously you know this is uh as a hockey fan as an oilers fan this is kind of a tough time to go through and just look at this team and 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 know at least i hope you know that the oilers got enough talent uh to you know do that 18 two and one again um but it just uh and thanks uh john uh for saying that um you know hey you know here's here's the thing is um it's a tough time for Oilers fans. We, you know, we're, if you're not, if you're not at the, uh, if you're not asking for the coach to be let go, you're asking for a different system or you're asking for different lines or different goalies or a different player to play 12 forward. Right. Like there's just, there's just so many different things right now that you can point your finger at. And, and, um, at the end of the day, the team's got to come together, play the system that's in front of them. And, there can't be any more excuses. It's, you know, one, four and one, and we're going into, uh, you know, we're playing the Rangers tomorrow night. And then, um, I think, uh, you know, it's a big game, uh, the outdoor game. This is a good chance. Hopefully, uh, you know, McDavid has a shot at playing, I think is what they're talking about. We'll see if he does. I wouldn't be, nobody would be surprised if he, you know, comes back and plays. Yep. Um, but, you know, at least the power play yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Right? So anyway, that's where we're at. So anyway, thank you everybody for, uh, for tuning in. I'm going to let Dash uh, talk a little bit, but I want to remind you um, later on this year, February 25th, later on in the season, February 24th is a battle of Alberta and Edmonton. February 25th is our annual charity hockey game in support of the sexual assault center of Edmonton. Very important cause. And uh, last year, uh, with another organization, we raised uh, how much did we end up raising? Oh, a lot. Oh, geez, twenty-five grand, close to thirty thousand. Yeah. yeah, lots of money, and it's needed money for these guys. Um, so uh, you know, put that in your calendar I just know right what the now. Leading fundraiser was yeah. Put <laughs> put that in your calendar right now, February twenty-fifth, and um, and then make sure we we do have the hockey game. We uh, typically, uh, you know, get um, some of the Oilers, uh, like the mascot and um, Rob Clark uh, to sing the anthem. And it's a good time. It's going to be at the downtown community um, community arena. So we're, we're starting on that. And if you're uh, listening in and you want to be part of the committee, reach out to me on Twitter at Oilers Live. Uh, so there's all of that. Again, uh, I'll say thanks to the guys at Edmonton Sports Talk for letting us uh, in on this uh, drive home tonight. And then um, last but not least, uh, I'll give Dash the last word, but uh, make sure you tune in tonight, 9 p.m. Mountain, for the second half of Heavy Hockey at Night, which is the Fantasy Hockey Hacks guys, uh, and they're going to have a good time. Having said all of that, I'm going to pass it off to Dash for the uh, last word tonight. And um, let's, I'm looking forward to an Oilers win tomorrow night against uh, the New York Rangers. All right, I'm putting myself on mute as the dog barks in the background. Uh, everybody have a great night. Thanks for tuning in. Dash is up with the last word. Here, here, brother. It's been uh, great to be you and Merlin's sidekick tonight, uh, today this evening on our prime time drive home. I'm going to make this last word a little bit of uh, ah, let's quotation finger family related. Um, and it's going to be about giving some thanks. So uh, we're pretty damn proud and pretty damn happy to be on Edmonton sports talk and to be a friend of Edmonton sports talk and given this platform 
Um, we're not mainstream media. We're fans first. Uh, you know, I think our friends at the Cult of Hockey said said it best and say it best and uh, by the people for the people. And, you know, we've always prided ourselves on being fans first, uh, not experts first. So take our opinions with a grain of salt and the fact that, you know, we're coming from our heart as, as best as we can. Uh, the next family thank you is the heavy hockey family. Uh, everybody's that's contributing and, and allowing for our momentum and growth. Uh, Lotsy's writing. Um, if you haven't seen the special on CTV about Brett Luchansky and Surveyor Brett's family, please go do it. Um, he's an inspiration to us. And uh, as well, to finish off, uh, a thank you to my family over at Love Pro Wrestling. I live a second life and I'm doing some color commentating for those guys. There's a show tomorrow night, Thursday at the rec room, another one the next night. And uh, I hope to see you there. Good night, everybody.